Hello everyone, my name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. Today we have Praneet Akiller, who plays Chopper on the new Canadian television show SkyMed, which is currently available on Paramount+. Plus. The show follows intense character journeys and high-stake medical rescues. So here is Praneet talking about season one and what fans can expect. Hi, it's so nice to have you. I'm so excited to talk with you. Oh, uh, thank you for having me, Monica. I'm excited um, to talk to you as well. Okay, so I have so many questions. So I'm just going to like jump right in. Obviously, I know everyone can kind of watch all of the episodes. I try to be somewhat spoiler free just in case they're not all kind of caught up with everything how did you get involved with this project because this is such a different type of show it is not your typical like medical drama came across my desk like any other project does i typically get a self-tape request through the casting directors and and the producers um and my agents and i were at the time looking for something that steered away from teen uh dramas, which is what I was mostly doing. I was on Nancy Drew and then I was doing Motherland Fort Salem and a lot of it was sort of, you know, teen oriented dramas. And so my team and I were very conscious of trying to break away from that and, and do something different. And uh, this came across at the right time. Um, I love medical procedurals. I, I watched House growing up all the time. Um, and so this seemed like right up my alley and it kind of seemed to me like it was a mashup of Grey's Anatomy and Top Gun. Uh, put together. And uh, so that attracted me right away. And then Chopper, like the role of Chopper itself, I, I never get to be the funny, awkward uh, uh, human in anything that I do. I'm usually either brooding or like the heartthrob person or like the, you know, just like the villain person. I, I'm not, I don't get to be just a human being. And and I finally got to just be more myself because I am Chopper. Like I, I think the universe sort of gifted uh, him uh, and Sort of put him in my lap because I, uh, I share so many of the same qualities as him, um, the same sort of awkward tendencies. Um, the way he was described to me was that he was everybody's little brother and he had everyone's back, um, so much so to the detriment of himself. Like he, he rarely looked out for what he wanted and never asked himself what he really wanted out of his life. And so um, those things really resonated with me. And, and so when I was doing the audition process and even throughout the callbacks, um, even all the way through the final round before I booked the role, I, I never felt this anxiety because I just sort of like, I was like, I know this person, um, you know? And so, and so that's how, that's how uh, the role came about. When you read about it and you know, you're all excited, you get the part. Do you start shifting perception in terms of how you prep for it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing the biggest thing was obviously, you know, he's still, he's a pilot, which I'm not, you know, and he's, he's a competent engineer, which I am. I'm also a chemical engineer. Uh, before I became an actor, I was a, I was a practicing chemical engineer for, for a while. So um, there were, it was a confluence of both worlds mashing together. The biggest thing for me is I had to research how to be a, a pilot, uh, specifically a right seat pilot who is not the captain, right? So there's a certain set of responsibilities that come with that role. And uh, so a lot of my time going into the role was was spending time with uh, Julie Pucker and our showrunner's uh, brother-in-law, um, who was who the character of Chopper is actually based on. Um, and so spending a lot of time with him trying to figure out, you know, hey, this is what a pilot would do in these scenarios. But then in terms of just internal characteristics, I think the biggest thing was talking to Julie about, you know, I see the character this way, and this is who he is. Um, but in talking to her, she said, you know what, he might be awkward, he might be a little sort of 
uh, weird and funny, but, but he's actually really confident and he's actually, uh, with women or whatever, like, it seems like he's, you know, can't flirt to save his life or whatever, but he's actually just out of practice because he's had a traumatic past with, you know, his ex. Um, and so it's him trying to reingratiate himself into the world. That's the goal here. Not, we're not just playing an archetype of that type of person. It's, it's, it's the why behind all of his actions and why he's acting that way. That's important. And so a big part of my work was to figure out, okay, let's not just make him an awkward, funny person. Cause that's not a person. Let's actually figure out why he's that way and why he uh, reacts that way in situations. Yeah. And you, you do such a good job because it is a lot. And for some reason, you know, I actually, it, you did a great comparison of what the show is. I kind of called it like a mix between like Yellowstone and like Grey's Anatomy because you guys all live together and it's kind of like this like just crazy environment. But I really like emphasize the difference because there's a lot of native led things on the show. There's a lot of, um, you know, indigenous community information that people might not be aware of or the importance of showing that and how people are living. The fact that you guys are in the middle of nowhere how to deal with an emergency midair, all of these kind of things. One of my favorite scenes in particular with um, Chopper is when you guys are flying and he had, he sees something in the, you know, uh, out the window. And it's like that instinct of literally that could save someone's life by you just literally looking out the window and catching a light of someone in the middle of nowhere. And obviously you guys go down and, you know, it's like kind of, you know, a sad kind of situation, but I love the line. I think I think it's by Haley where she says, like, you know, you, I can't believe you even saw it, though. Like, we wouldn't have even been able to bring this person home had you not seen it. So for things like that, is it important to you to show that kind of world, the indigenous world, a mix between that, this kind of destitute area and how you guys are literally the only thing that's life or death for some of these people or even finding someone to bring them home? I, I think it was like bang on like you you nailed all of that but also i i think it's the the biggest thing that i took away from that is just the, the significance of the responsibility that these people have you know they are the link between these remote communities and civilization uh they're the link between those remote communities and literally saving their life um you know that that pressure weighs on these people and and just the instincts that they have to have with years and years of working in these these scenarios where you have you don't have the latest technology you're often macgyvering solutions to problems um you know literally duct taping things you know um and so that moment for me resonated because that's also based on a true incident that actually happened. And I also think that like, you know, those are the calls that you're, you're going to have to make, you know, uh, you might be running out of fuel in, in the air and you might see that and it becomes an ethical conundrum because it's like, okay, I have a responsibility to my crew and the patient in the back to get to our destination in time. But then there's this scenario where I see an SOS. What do you do? Do we have time to go land and take another plane and come back? Or we have to make that split second decision to, to be able to do that. And, and I think that pressure and that responsibility is something that's that many professions don't don't have. And, and so it was important to me and important to the creators to show these pilots and nurses in that's in that scenario. Um, and and the other thing, too, statistically speaking, if I'm not mistaken, like a large portion of these um, incidents, like people die. You know, there's just not enough time to rescue them and bring them back and save them. And so a lot of these scenarios, you're dealing with dead bodies right away. And so it, it, more than anything, it's a it's a reconnaissance mission to just to collect the body and bring them back, you know. Um, and so it's it's a hard it's a hard, hard job. Um, and getting to know some of these real life nurses and pilots, I my respect 
I mean, it went through the roof. Yeah, I mean, that's what I found so interesting because, you know, when you watch other shows or medical dramas, it's very dramatic. And like, yes, do you guys have a lot of drama and fun? And so, of course. but You have to. (laughs) Yeah, you have to. I can't just be like, you know, like upsetting or depressing every, you know, or dramatic every two minutes in terms of medical. But I found it very interesting on a human level because the show really goes the extra mile to show just humanity at its best. And also to bring a light to people that do this for a living. Because yeah. I don't think a lot of people are even aware that people are literally in the middle of nowhere doing this, risking their lives every single day, making those decisions that you just said to try to save somebody. And like I said, or even if they find someone to bring them home. And that's it, like, that could change someone's life, you know, that they've oh. been searching for someone and you guys are the ones that find them and bring them home alive or not. You know, it's still matters you know it's like the human condition completely and i'm and I'm, and you brought and you touched on this i'm glad that the show focuses a lot on indigenous communities um they're the ones at most risk right now because the government our governments whether it's in the united states or canada they do not do uh, their jobs in protecting these people um, and giving them the same rights as the rest of us have uh, in major cities and so showcasing the disadvantage that they have and and showcasing the work that a lot of these indigenous pilots and nurses have to do to protect their own communities is incredibly crucial. And I'm glad that we're showcasing that. The other anecdote that I had uh, was, you know, there were a lot of times where tonally the first month of filming, we were trying to figure out how heavy handed to be in some of these sequences, right? Because it's a lot that happens. Um, But right away, uh, our showrunner and producer, like they were like, listen, these people, this is their job. They see many of these cases a week. At a certain point, they they don't have time to get emotional. They don't have time to sit there and cry about what they just witnessed. You know, a lot of it, they sort of push down and they have to get help and therapy after, of course. But while we're actually in the thick of it, there's no time to to get all in your feelings about it. You know, um, I, I think that was the biggest learning curve for me because we're all actors and we all have certain, you know, we want to act and we want to showcase all those emotions and stuff like that. But a lot of the scenes were about, hey, let's just get to point A to point B because this patient doesn't have time for you to process your feelings about what's happening, you know? Um, And so uh, a lot of that first month of filming was like, oh, right, like in a procedural medical scene, like we have to kind of, you know, get through this. But then there's moments where they're in the house or they're at the bar or, you know, they're they're just hanging out in the backyard of the house and stuff where there's these little quiet character moments between uh, the crew, uh, which is where we really get to know them as people, which which I love. Well, you guys do such a good job because Yes. Like, is there like indigenous stuff that is shown that we need to see um, stuff about the pilots and medevacs and things that we need to learn and be aware of and maybe so be more supportive and give more money to and help? Yes. But you guys don't do it in a way where it's very lecturing. It's not in your face. It's not, you know, like we're preaching to you. It's just this is how these people live. And what's so great is the balance that you were just talking about. And I, like, it's a great segue because literally on one half of the show, it's like there's so much drama and so many things going on and so much pressure and such high stakes, right? And then on the other half, they all live together. They all have fun. They all have drama, right? Internally, we all would, right? It's almost like you're in college, you know, you're all hanging out together. You're all living together. All yeah, those- well, they have to blow off steam in some way, right? Like right, yeah. And like, and to like get yeah. things out or whatever. And all of those scenes are so genuine. You don't feel like, oh, that's so weird. They were just, you know, helping someone with something like a tree in their neck and now they're all hanging. It just, it just works. Everything about it just works. And when you see all the scenes with you guys having fun, those are some of my favorite scenes too. So what is that like for you? Like just how you kind of said, there was a lot of tonal kind of maybe like, how do we figure this out? 
how do they figure out how to kind of keep emotions away and how do they like live their lives? But there's so much fun. Well, it was, it was art imitating life, really. I mean, uh, we lived in the same apartment building when we were filming. Our doors were wide open. It felt like we were in a student residence, like in, in the college dorm, you know, is what it felt like, you know. And, and, and so that, like, there was no acting required for that. I think our chemistry was uh, very well showcased on screen, and that's because we hung out all the time off screen. And weirdly, each of us are like our characters in many ways. So automatically with that, it's like, you know, uh, it was hard to sort of, put it away and then go to work and stuff like we were pretty much all playing ourselves and our characters at the same time while we were hanging out um like the water gun fight scene you know like that was one of the most fun days i've ever had on set you know just literally i'm like i can't believe i get to get paid for this like this is insane you know um and 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 naturally we also gravitated towards uh certain characters you know like i i rebecca who plays emma and i became really really good friends because i spent a lot of time with her uh bodhi uh played by um uh, Ace uh, became really good friends because I spent a lot of time with him. We also just, we also like outside of just hanging out, we would, when we would bond, like we would talk about deep stuff. Like we would like ask each other about our backgrounds and like, you know, how we got to where we got to, you know, I think I remember on day one, that was the first thing that we did. Like we, on day one, we were in, in a conference room. We met each other for the first time. And one of us was just like, tell me about like where you're, where you're coming from and like how you got here. And like, then we all just went in a circle and started talking about our lives and, uh, there was crying, you know, things got really emotional, like right from day one, we, we, we bonded on an emotional spiritual level. And then on top of that, you had fun. And that's why, uh, you know, all the scenes, uh, showcase that in such a cool way. I, th I think, you know, um, because at the end of the day, I mean, we do want to showcase a lot of that. It, it, it's, 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 yes, it's a medical procedural, but it, it is also uh, a drama. It is also, um, you know, it's it's got relationships, it's got relatable characters. I mean, people will watch for the medical procedurals, but but they will stay because they care about, you know, each of their journeys. And I think throughout the season, you don't get that right away up from the first episode because the first episode is trying to get, you know, the entire show, sort of what, what the show is in one go. But as the season goes on, you'll notice that like, each character gets really, really grounded in their journeys. And you figure out like, oh, this is Crystal's journey. And oh my God, this is, you know, uh, uh, Haley's journey. And this is Chopper's journey. And and so it's it's really beautifully done that way. You know, when you give the show a chance and you actually let it play out, you actually see, see like, right, the show's not about the medical stuff. It's actually it's actually about why, they, why they're in Thompson, why they ran away, what, their, what each of their traumas are, um, and then how they all bond through that. And that's the fun part. And you guys do such a great job of the balance. And like I said, it's not preachy. It's so different. It's just everything about it. I'm just fell in love with it. And so oh. I, I keep telling everybody, like, please watch the show because it is not what you think. It is not another Grey's Anatomy. It's not another carbon copy of a medical show. This is very different. And it brings to focus, I think, a lot of issues, jobs, people, indigenous people, various things to a human level where we all need to like you know take a second and go hmm maybe we should help these people out maybe we should give some more money maybe we should fund some more things there's a lot of elements that i think come to it but you guys do it in such a great way where there's a, such a great balance between the fun and the drama but your character is so good so i wanted to you know and again i know people are kind of still binging it so i don't want to give too much away but what would you say is like your proudest thing i guess for copper like uh, for chopper overall from like the beginning to the end of the season and what are you hoping fans get out of it after watching the season i mean the, the proudest thing for me is um yeah. playing 
an Indian character on screen that is incredibly competent and confident at his job um, is incredibly kind and just gets to be a like a fallible human with with his own set of issues without ever touching on his skin color, without ever that being the main reason of his existence in this story. Because I've gone through those experiences where because I'm South Asian, I get to be that token South Asian dude. Whereas this, not only is it a realistic cross-section of the people that you would find in Northern Canada, but also I get to play an Indian man who is just a human being. Uh, and, and so that's what I'm proudest of. And the other thing too is, I just get to play a dude who wants to be an astronaut. Like, like, and it's hilarious because I mean, like everybody else has like this really like um, uh, uh, sort of dark sort of traumatic kind of thing or, or like, you know, there's people that are trying to reconnect to their indigenous roots. There's people that are dealing with uh, trauma of the medical history in their family. And there's, you know, there's people who have to protect their indigenous community and like some really serious issues. And for once, I just got to play a person who, who wants to go to space. <laughs> and it's, it sounds silly to say, but it's like, there's something just so pure about that. You know, uh, of just a person who just doesn't know what he exactly wants, but oh, but no way, he actually doesn't know what he wants, and it's that he wants to go to space. You know, uh, and so that repeating motif of like looking up to the stars and and trying to reach for something that seems impossible at first, but then realizing that hey, you know what, I actually have a lot of strength in me. I'm actually really competent. I'm really confident. I have from my vulnerability comes a lot of strength, um, and that's what that repeating motive motif of him looking at the stars says to me is like. Chopper, you got this. Like, stop worrying so much. Like, you got this. Keep going. And so that journey of him realizing that, hey, you know what? I got to start looking out for myself and I got to start paying attention to what I want and what my needs are is what I'm most proudest of. I think we accomplished that really well. More than that, I just want, I mean, I want them just to have fun watching the show, number one. And then with Chopper, like, at the end of the day, he's he's a funny dude. <laughs> like, he's just really, you know, funny and adorable, I think. And, and I just, I hope fans just, like, have fun watching him and, and can look at the things that he does and relate to, you know, situations that yeah. they've been in. You know, like when he compliments Haley on her braid being neat. Um, you know, like so many, so many people. I still get messages, like, of people being like, oh, my God, I've been there. It's the most awkward thing. I'm so glad that somebody else, you know, did that, you know. Um, I think just him being a relatable character, um, many people i think that's what i want people to take away is is that uh i think chopper represents all our embarrassments all our collective embarrassments you know and so there's some something therapeutic about watching somebody on on screen that's like oh yep yep i've definitely done that uh that's awkward but okay well i'm glad i'm not alone you know um and so so that, that's what i hope people take away well i love it so much and like you said it's what's fantastic about him and you is the fact that there is no agenda and that you're not on the show to be a token A or a token B or, and nobody is, um, you know, even sexual orientation that's brought on the show, like nothing's there to be there for a reason. It's there because this is how people live and this is how you guys live. And I love everything about Chopper. <laughs> I love all his awkwardness. I relate to him and I feel like in a way, probably most people I would think relate to him relatively the most. Like I'm not a fly, like I don't fly, like I don't do a lot of this medical stuff, but I relate to a lot of his like conversational stuff and you just want him to be happy and you want him, you know, he's get mixed up in a relationship that where a woman's kind of taken. And like, these are all things that we all do. Like we all do these kind of things. And so to me, I find him the most, one of the most relatable characters you were so good in this show. Oh, it's thank you so much. Your acting thank is you. fantastic. Well, I guess like <laughs> I'll just end with my uh, my final thing is uh, obviously it's too early for an announcement for season two. I'm crossing my fingers for season two. Cross my fingers. Me too. But me too. 
is there anything that you would want to tell fans just, you know, moving forward or anything of ways of following you or keeping up to date with you? Because I know that they followed you come from show to show. You have yeah. two projects I think you're working on right now or projects coming up. So yeah. where can people like follow you, stay tuned. And then obviously we're just going to keep hounding Paramount because we want a season two. 100%, 100%. Um, I, I would say, I'll, I'll talk about first, like just with how Chopper ends the season. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I will say that like season one leaves each character in 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 situations where essentially it's it's a cliffhanger right like season one leaves each character on a cliffhanger uh on an emotional cliffhanger a lot of them are in a scenario where they're literally physically in a place where they've you know you don't know what's happening after this point and so i think season two uh i hope that we address a lot of that you know of course tie up those loose ends but then also for chopper like you know he wants to be an astronaut and so like how does he do that in season two and and what what impact does that highly competitive field have on his psyche what impact does that have on his relationships uh i hope that we get to touch more on his backstory and 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 really delve into his family and where he comes from and and why he ran away to thompson and all that stuff uh so i hope to to see more of that that chopper as well um in terms of following me on social media, yeah, like I, I, I'm, you can follow me on uh, at Pranita Killa uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Those are the only two, uh, I guess, social media sites that I that I mainly use. And um, you know, there's some film projects that are coming up that I can't talk about unfortunately because I signed NDAs. But um, I am a theater actor mainly. Like I, I, I have, I'm only recently been doing film and televisions. Um, but uh, the next theater project that I'm doing is called the Mahabharata. Um, it's basically uh, the biggest epic in the world uh in terms of the longest poem in the world um and it's uh based on hindu mythology uh on broadway they did it like in the 70s but it was uh, brown-faced directed by peter brooks but now we are reclaiming that uh we are telling this uh this epic uh mythological story on stages uh, premiering in toronto uh next march um and we go into rehearsals very very soon for that it's a five-hour show so it's up there's a part one and part two kind of like the harry potter and the cursed child thing um and so i get to do that next and then uh that'll also go on a world tour right after its premiere in toronto and so so yeah that's what's that's what's coming up next and then the rest i will uh I will let you all know once once I am allowed to share. Well, I'm so excited and I can't wait to see that. So I hope it comes to New York because. Oh, my God, it will. It definitely will. Oh, it my gosh, I'm will. so excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for just like taking the time out to speak with me. Like I said, I love SkyMed so much. I thank you so much. You're so sweet, Monica. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Silence on Set podcast. My name is Monica Gleberman. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more interviews to come. Oh.